it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's not been a bad week for Liverpool. It's been a terrible week for Manchester, hasn't it? We go over there and thrash the shit out of them on the weekend and then the other lot get turfed out of their own cup. Let's have a laugh at Manchester and look forward to Brighton. Welcome to Carnage. Good evening, good evening everyone. Welcome to another episode of Carnage. Absolutely spotless intro from Conroy. Uh, This is amazing. This is a one-off. This is brilliant. Um, But yeah, welcome. Welcome everyone in the chat. Seems like we haven't done a Carnage. Actually, do you know what it is? We haven't had Ross on for a while. That's that's what's the difference. Ross, how are we doing, man? You haven't seen you in ages and ages. Been busy? Busy, 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 busy. Football's back two games a week. Just soaking up, enjoying it at the moment. But not so much. Not so much last night. I did enjoy it, but it wasn't as good as Sunday, was it? Let's, let's all be honest. Yeah, Sunday was um, Sunday was like a dream, isn't it? And we're still kind of every morning pinching ourselves and like asking our loved ones, "Did it really happen? Are we like, you know, did it happen, or am I still in a dream and whatnot?" Um, but how was you and how long did it take for you to recover after that? Because uh, I'm sure you had a bit of a celebration after that. And, well, funnily enough, I was off. That was the first game oh. in, about, in, about, in about four years, but I just watched it at home. It started off vertical on the sofa and then just, <laughs> and just sat up and then ended up stood up towards the end. But like most people, I, I think you watch the game and then you, you, it doesn't hit yet. And then you're trying to soak up all the content. And then I watched all the post-match on Sky Sports, and that was as good as the game for me with Sunes and, and Carrow and Gary Neville. And he just spoke for about an hour and a half, just dismantling Manchester United. And then, then went with ten minutes to go. Oh, Liverpool were all right, weren't they? And then you're getting all the all the all the memes, all all just like watching the goals again. And then there's that little clip between that goes from Ferguson and then it goes to Kenny. And like that top two lock, didn't it? One of the best pieces of 
directorship I've ever seen in, within, within football. Just the two ends of the spectrum w- w- was amazing. And you just think, you know, you just just laughing at the goals. Liverpool, Liverpool were brilliant. And for all the the, um, the usual fury when it's when a team news comes out and panicking and people kicking off, we were exceptional. It was it was brilliant. But you you make a very good point about. I just thought everything was geared around Man United. Sort of the post match coverage, you know, even pre match Ole's under tr- uh, in, 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 um, under threat. I thought not enough was made about us, was it, Conroy? I thought. I thought we deserved far, far more credit than than we got. Don't you think? I think yeah. I think what happens is you kind of have the shock at the start, and that's what you expect. You know, you're going to go in with the the more controversial thing at the start of the post match analysis, but then it, yeah. it did get to the point where it was like it was getting a bit ridiculous. Like you think <laughs> we're going to get the chat here? It was like you know how you have the montage at the end with the goals. That was equivalent to <laughs> the analyst of Liverpool's performance. <laughs> that was it. It was, it was. Listen, before we get stuck into the meaty part of the show, I uh, just need to give a, uh, a very important shout out to my, to my sponsors, uh, Elite Me. Um, everything CBD, everything you need to do, anything to do with that, get on their website, check, go check them out, www.eliteme.com. Type in LFC10 and you get a 10% discount. Wonderful service, worldwide service, by the way, not just uh, national. It's international. Go check them out. Quality, quality people and quality, quality products. I can guarantee you that for a fact. We've got um, we've got a question there, Ross, and it's on everyone's lips and everyone. It's the it's, it's the it's the it's the question that sort of everyone's asking, isn't it? Grizz Ross Conroy. After what Salah did last weekend, where do you rank Salah amongst the Liverpool Premier League era players? Ah, oh, okay. So so Philip has um, changed it slightly. Is Go on, Ross. We're, 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 we're Premier League era. Narrows it down slightly. Does it for you, or does it make any difference? I mean, he's he's pretty much near the near the top anyway. I think a bit more longevity. But what what he's achieved, he's um, numbers that he's put up on a consistent basis. But I think he's got the addition of the fact that he's got a lot more trophies in the cabinet than a lot of others would have had. You know, Robbie Fowler was was my hero growing up, and and you know. He's the reason I fell in love with football, but he doesn't have a Premier League title to his name. Nor um, I don't think he's got the Champions League either, does he? Because I think he came back after yeah. after Istanbul. So it's what Salah's doing now is incredible. You know, I, I just look at the, the, the what he's doing. Every time he plays a game of football, he seems to break another record. You know, is he, well, he's the first person to score a hat trick at Old Trafford since Ronaldo did it in the Champions League. Well, the like, only well the only Premier League player. To yeah, score the only Premier League player was the first person to do it since Ronaldo. I'm really, like Ronaldo's like one of the best of all time. So Salah's there, sign a contract and just settle that debate. <laughs> it's, it's, you made a very good point. Every, every week he seems to either breaking a record or elevating his level to another level. Like, I don't know if you guys um, heard the manager of the opposition on the weekend, Graham Potter, how he described Salah today. Did you hear it, Conroy? He called him out of yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, other coaches are sort of recognizing that this guy, and even opposition players, are, I think they're at a point now where they where they're realizing that this is like sort of you know you talk about the one or two year, um, what do they call it? Like they call it the one year lucky. What, what, what one, season one, one, one season wonder, one season wonder, one or two yeah. season wonder. But but I think everyone's realizing that this is truly greatness before our very eyes, right? Absolutely, I think it's the the evolution as well because. His first season was 
not a one season wonder, but it was a bit like surreal. The goals he was scoring, like even at times it was it was past anyone's expectations. But I actually think as a player, and we said this a few times because I think we both agree on this, that he's evolved as a player, like he's he's developed his game. And this is why right now I think he is at the best he's ever been. Just be, everything seems to be working. It's like he, he's not even overthinking at times. His decision making is great. He's not running into alleys at times. He's, he's maybe when he can make the ball do the work, he's doing that, like you saw with the, the Manny goal at Watford, uh, even the even you know the the, the Kata assist at uh, United. He just seems to be not overthinking it, and it just seems to be flowing. I think you said that, Grizz, t- uh, today actually. just seems to be flowing the way he's playing at the moment, and I just think he's he's just at a different level now. Like He really is. Like You can even take, you know, the, the City goal and the, the Watford goal, you can actually take those goals away and like that might that might be like the icing on top of the cake because th- those goals are ridiculous. But his actual gameplay has been outstanding. If the goals weren't there, I'd still be saying it this season because he's everything. He just to me last season was probably good for him as well because there was a lot of onus on him and still getting twenty Premier League goals were, were pretty poor. Do you know what I mean? I think that's actually improved his game though because you even see it. He's working back now. He, he's 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 covering Trent. Even the movement, the link up with other players, just. He's at the very, very top of his game right now. And as Ross said, I'm okay with it because I'm friends, because Grizz has told me to be okay with it a few times. Let it sorted the contract <laughs> and get it signed. Um, I think I, I just want him to sign it though, just get it announced. But I do think it will happen because I think the state of football at the moment with the other teams, I know f- footballers don't always think this way, but I feel like Liverpool is probably the the best club to be at. And I'm not just saying that. The only other one who's maybe going to compete in all fronts is City. He's not going to go to City. And, and as you said, get them signed now before the Spanish giants do come back. So I think it will he's happen. Not, he's, he's not playing like someone that's worried about it, worried about his no, situation, no. is he? And it's mad because I think you're right about last season as well. I think last season benefited in the sense of I bet he's dead happy to be playing with his mates again now. Last season was, <laughs> was kind of tough for everybody. And, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. I don't mean that as a discredit to anyone, but obviously to the, others, yeah. the, way, the, way, yeah, the way that we built up and uh, we had to play last season was just a bit of a slog. And it would have been for him, but now he's probably realising like, Oh, I've got Cater as an extra runner. You know, I've got my mates around me playing football yeah. again. We're playing good football. I don't need to be selfish and take. I don't even was selfish. I think he was just trying to base his instincts. Sorry, he's uh, maybe only getting one chance a game, Ross, and he's worried. Last season, now he knows yeah, he's going exactly. to get saved. Yeah, it's not, he's yeah. not taking the snapshots. He's bringing others into play, like maybe Cater. But I also think he's getting better in the sense of the Watford and the Man City goals. Every time we talk about Mo Salah for the past three, four seasons, after his first season, was like he's got two men on him because that's the only way you could stop Salah. Now it's getting to the point where not just Watford, Man City, one of the best teams in Europe, are putting four men on him and they still can't get the ball off him. What do you do after that? Because you can't put five people on him because you've got no, there's no left in your team to mark everybody else. So he's taking people away, more and more people away from the likes of Manny and Bobby and Jot and whoever else is playing and creating space and opportunities for others to score goals. And we're getting more goals from midfield this season, which is what everybody's been asking for. And that's exactly the point that you made about sort of last season or or seasons gone by where everyone's focusing on Salah or even Mane. And then because of our lack of goals in midfield, not many are concentrating or watching our midfield. This season, maybe it's a tactical thing. Maybe Pep Linders and Klopp have sort of made it this way, but all our midfielders have scored. Literally, I think every single one of our midfielders has scored. Even Thiago scored, right? Yeah, Thiago has scored, yeah. hasn't he? Yes, he should have two as well, but I think he got a header save at point man raised. Yeah, ball, and then yeah, and he got the header, yeah. header disallowed yeah, yeah. as well because yeah, Salah so, was offside. So, yeah. so the fact that Salah's sort of very much part of this 
this plan and tactical plan and he knows about it and he's aware of it. And as you said, Conroy, what example of that cater assist? Like I know, like it's so obvious, like in seasons gone by, Salah would have used that as a decoy, taken it on his left. Do you remember the goal he scored against Southampton away? Yeah, yeah, when you had it was in a similar run, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he just takes it himself and bangs it in. Pass, 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 exactly. And he was in a bad, he was in a bad run then as well because he was getting a like, un, unfair criticism, but he was getting a bit of criticism then. I remember that, but when he scored that goal, I just remember thinking he's just got a mentality like he just, I think his inner mentality is it's just noise around him, if you know what I mean, even if he is in a bad run and he's in the best run right now. And to be honest, he just. I think with the comments as well, maybe you can't look too much into that, but the fact that he's saying he is really happy to be here and the group around him as well. I mean, you've got, you look at the defence as well, you've just got Kinati in, who just strolled at Old Trafford as well. It, it just looks, everything looks like it's on the up and we're, I think we'll keep him. I think it'll be fine, but just let's get it announced sooner rather than later. That's all I would say. I'm not going to delve into it too much, but um, I expect an announcement. Literally any week now, any week. Yeah. It's been done for a couple of weeks now, so wouldn't even think about it. Panic's over. I mean, you could tell, as you said, you could tell from his body language, everything, even Klopp in the press conference when he was actually pressed on it, he said, we'll see with a smile on his face. You know, it's all it. And that's a massive, massive, it will be a massive lift. I think it'll be a massive lift for the players around, especially after the season we had last season. And you're absolutely spot on, Ross, about in terms of, the great players always want to play with your fellow great players. We've got like a bond, haven't we? Friendship. Like you can see from the inside training videos and the camaraderie and the, and, and the friendliness. And the, it's almost like they missed each other, didn't they? Because COVID yeah. and then the injuries to certain players, you could, you, you could, you could forgive them maybe for coming into training and, and thinking, Oh, when is this going to end? Right. Yeah. I think, um, this might sound a bit dramatic, but I think we have when anyone comes through a bit of adversity, you know, you're always strong when you come out the other side of it. And that's the same for, for footballers. And I don't care how much they get paid. I still think footballers want job satisfaction and they of want course. to go into the workplace and they, and they want to be happy. Going in, like you said, you know, you've got teammates dropping left, right and centre. You know, you're asking the front three, sorry, lads, Jot is out for three months. Just play three times a week for us. There's no fans, so you're not going to enjoy it. You've lost half your teammates behind you, so the football's not going to be the same. Oh, and you've lost at home to Burnley, and you've lost at home to Brighton. Like I know you feel like shit, and then you've got Allison losing his losing his dad. Klopp's lost his mum, and then yeah, Klopp's got to motivate all those players despite being like a bag of crap as well. They were the, they must have been the same of us and gone. Of course, just get yeah, to, yeah. just get just get to the end of the season and just just stop, get everybody back, and we'll we'll go again. And they'll look around and they realise the quality of the players that they had around them. Again, that's not a discredit to to East Williams or Matt Phillips or whoever else played in the field. Curtis Jones, James Milner, I think Jeannie Van Alden played a lot of games in the field week in, week out because there was nobody else and they had to play. They were probably playing at 70, 80% knackered. And again, losing morale's on the floor. We had no momentum. We'd lost it. And target was get get top four. And that Allison header, I think, just, you know, couldn't have been more poignant. The fact that, you know, we just lost his dad. We all felt crap, as I just mentioned. And I think it was probably the lift that everybody needed, including fans, players. And Allison himself. So to come back in now, you got the fans back in the stands. We're twenty three games unbeaten. Everything's going well. You've got everyone in the summer that signed contract extensions, moving in the right direction. You get Mo Salah on board with that as well. And I don't think I don't think he's got an issue with money. To be honest, I think he just wants to be paid what what the going rate is. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because 
I think he deserves Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Again, in any other workplace, if you're one of the best at your job in in the world, you want to be rewarded reasonably, like everybody else. When you've seen counterparts, what Ronaldo, Messi, Kevin De Bruyne, you know some of the best players in world football get. I don't think it's unreasonable to ask for, you know, a little bit more. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He's he's within his rights to to ask for the market rate or the going rate, especially as he's the best player in the world. Never mind the Premier League. And Conroy Kevin makes a, a brilliant point as usual. All these guys don't commit their best years to us without talking to each other. I'm convinced they will extend. We've seen most of the big guns done done already, and it's true when they've come through this cycle. And, and Ross talks about adversity, and he's spot on. Sort of, they've come through together through all this turmoil personal tragedies, et cetera, et cetera. There is, in my in my opinion, the, the best bond I've seen amongst the Liverpool squad. Like, I've never seen harmony and, and sort of tightness within the bond and almost mate-like sort of atmosphere. Kev's got a point, right? No, I, I think he's absolutely spot on. I think as well, it kind of puts us at ease that everyone else has kind of signed. And I know you might look in, I know uh, Ross had mentioned there that Salah's quite happy and, and we maybe always can't look into that with players. But I think with Salah, you know that that's the truth. Uh, and he's been with these players for a long time now. They're all signed up. You've got Robbo and Trent who's signed up as well for the next 45 years. So you kind of, you've got the making of keeping the team together um, and you add depth to that going forward. And I feel like Absolutely. It's, it seems to be that the harmony, the, I think Avi just said in the chat, the brotherhood there, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Talk about the, 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 the highs. I remember Gerard always had a really good quote. He said, when he won, he won a, a trophy, it was like, I always enjoyed it, but I always was balanced because I remembered the lows. So I feel like you could look at that in the mentality of the team, like they've been through some amazing highs, you know, the Champions League, the Premier League. But then you, you talk about, last season just in general that feeling it, the COVID pandemic in itself was a massive thing at the very start being a lockdown and then obviously the tragedies like Fabinho um, and Alisson's and Fowler so I feel like that does bring people together the highs and lows will definitely do that and I think Kev's spot on as usual as you say that um, I think that they'll be, they will extend and it'll be let's be honest in my lifetime you say like you talk about the, the harmony but really have you ever had a team that you think back and obviously the 80s will say was all world class and I'm not saying maybe every player is but that system and that team is so it's like to keep them there and have a chance to get the best out of those players and then they can pass that experience on to maybe newer players who come in the team a bit like what Jota's done for the, the front three I know you said earlier because now it's like, the, it's like the fab four really isn't it and that's kind of released Firmino I just feel like it's a it just makes a lot of sense I think the logic for him to go anywhere else right now just doesn't really work for me if you're if, if for the harmony and for challenging yeah no absolutely and <laughs> it's funny because we've spoken about harmony and being organized and together for the last five seasons i guess and then you know it culminated in sort of us going to old trafford with united absolutely all over the fucking show i mean how beautiful it was you know the state of them it's like a circus over there at the moment isn't it like you've got ole under threat and then Managers saying they want the job, but Ole still, like Conte is apparently literally saying, give me the signal. And then half the owners want Ole in, half of them are Ole out, half of them want to protest, half of them don't want to protest. But but we loved it. And then coming into this um, midweek, we're going to the uncharted territory of quarterfinals, people. We are Can't actually, believe it. Can't believe it. Because if you think about it, right, 
he reached the final in his first season yeah. where we played City. And that's it, really. I think we probably haven't progressed after that past, like like when, when, when the big teams come in, unless someone can tell me otherwise. And suddenly we're a game away from semifinals, right? Like we're in the quarterfinals now. If we get a nice draw, like, you know, we have, we could be in the semifinals. Did you enjoy it, Ross? I'm no. going to be honest. I'll get out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll say my bit and then you can say your bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't enjoy it, but I still wanted to get through. If you know what I yeah. mean? Like in the end, I was like, we'll still get through because it's important for the squad and the youngsters and the fringe players for that bit, for that, for that, for that part. Yeah, it was, it was boring, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. And it was quite the come down from, from Sunday against, against Manchester United. It was always but, going yeah. to be the Ross, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah I know. Yeah, it was never going to be the same. <laughs> for me, but it like, was like watching Breaking Bad, right? And then watching Better Call Saul. Oh, do you okay. like Better Call Saul? Yeah, but <laughs> it wasn't Breaking Bad, was it? No, of course not. But it's it, 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 good go, Better Call Saul. It's, um, my it's like us in 17-18 better call so and not, not when we've won the championship it's like 17-18 rock, mm-hmm. uh, rock and roll football <laughs> and my, my perspective has changed slightly in the past past few days of the Carabao Cup I've never actively wanted us to go out of the Carabao Cup um, I don't have an issue with it I understand why people might have a bit of a problem and, and all this stuff that comes out that the clubs you know using second rate players or fringe players or youth players and he's disrespecting the cup I've never ever thought that. I've just thought he's trying to manage his squad to the best of his ability to challenge yeah. one of the best um, title challenges in Man City that there ever has been. You don't get 90-odd points in a couple of seasons by playing those plays in more more games and more competitions with very little reward at the end of it, which is okay as a trophy, but also it's, what, like 100, 200 grand for it where you get you get loads more. The monetary value yeah. isn't there. The, the incentive isn't there. However, I would like a trophy in the cabinet. But now, like last night... I think it's great the likes of Sakaman Amino, David Carigi, Oxley Chamberlain, people that are coming back from injury. It's it's perfect competitive football for those guys. You players, Tyler Morton. Hopefully we should have seen Kate Gordon last night, but he, he obviously got injured. Musclossy wasn't playing because I think he picked up an injury as well. But there's all these players that need this experience within Liverpool Football Club because if you go back, I don't know, pre pre clock to try and get in this Liverpool side, probably wasn't that difficult. Trent was trying to replace Nathaniel Klein, but Everyone says Nico Williams is crap, but he's not. He's trying to come in and fill the shoes of the best right back in world football. The standards of this club and what you have to do and, your, and what you have to be week in, week out, are through the roof. You're not going to go and do that. So we can be in a competition where we can use these players and then if we need them in a Premier League game or a Champions League game, they're not coming straight out of the cold, then fine. And at the end of it, all those players have got a rest last night because all these players are taking part. Then good, we've got a squad that's supposed to use it use it for that competition and we get to the latter stages and we're still going strong and it doesn't affect what we do in the Premier League or the Champions League and go for it. Absolutely. It's, it's key, isn't it? It's key that it's key that we've we've kind of wanted a squad capable enough to sort of participate in the domestic cups for like last three, four seasons. We've been crying out for sort of squad players that can step in and or or not only rely on kids and, and yesterday Conroy there wasn't that many kids. All right, we've mentioned Tyler Morton. Um, just uh, before we move on, like, I've, yeah, I've been, like, I didn't do my research and I was totally wrong. Philippa and Laura, Laura Duffy in the chat have corrected me. So we got we got to the EFL Cup final when he first came in. Semi-finals 2017, I totally forgot about that. Uh, lost round three to Leicester. 19, lost round four to Chelsea. I remember that because I was there for... Um, fucking Adrian in goal. But you could say when um, we're challenging for the title, as soon as we've been able to challenge, the League Cups have kind of fell 
Because I think even the, the one was at um, Southampton we lost to in the semis, we weren't really 17-18, that was top four, that's, we weren't really challenging for the title that year, were we? So It's it's absolutely spot on, because I, I think Ross mentioned earlier that we didn't have the, you know, we didn't quite have the squad depth um, to challenge on all fronts, and, you know, he just... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline you know, made sure that we were absolutely in, 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 in tip-top condition for the Premier League and the Champions League. And yeah, but I think I think once we've won the Premier League and the Champions League and once we've kind of added to the squad, I've changed my tune on the on the on the on the on the League Cup as well and the domestic trophies. Like I was like, I couldn't give two Fs about them. I just want that Premier League. But once we've reached that Premier League I can't. We can't suddenly forget the, te- the the cups that made us the club we are. If you know what I mean, like when we count major honors, we count them as major honors, right? We still do, whether we like it or whether we don't. When we get into an argument with a Man United fan, when we count our major honors, the, the cups are part of them. So, you you know, there comes a point where you have to start re- taking them slightly seriously, at, you know, because the club we are, the size of club we are, and I think. I think we're slightly doing that. Did you? Was there any standouts for you, Conroy? Yesterday, did you enjoy? Uh, I've got anyone? to be honest. Uh, I think uh, Ross kind of touched on it. Uh, I've been quite impressed with uh, Nico recently. I'm one of the people. I don't think he is good enough for us. However, I'm open to be proven wrong. And I feel like when he came on against Watford, he got assist. And his performance last night, you could say, he got, was I don't know if it went down as two, but he at least got one assist. And at a vital time as well, it's nil nil. Puts the ball in, and it's a it's a it's some finish by Minamino. To be honest. It's a uh, minimum just seems to do things like that. I don't know. Even his goal against Norwich, his second goal, I still don't know how that went in. He's just, he's one of those players. He seems to love this cup, which is great. But uh, Williams, for me, I think this has given him confidence because for me, he's obviously a confidence player. You can just look at him and at times I've seen him for Wales, especially in the Euros. He, he looks like he gets in his own head and he can really have a poor game and uh, confidence-wise. And there's lots of players like that. So I feel like this tournament's really vital for him. So I'm actually, I'm really pleased we're through the quarterfinals I'd say Williams and um, I don't know I know you're going to talk about it but I've got to give a shout out to Rigi because that goal I mean obviously he's probably tried that a hundred times in his career and it's never went in but you know what when it goes in that's what people are going to remember they're not going to what a goal unbelievable yeah Ross the two talking points or the only well from our point of view like yeah the first half they could have been two three up right and the guy I usually curse like the most, Adrian comes out. Really? Credit, yeah, credit where credits do. Look, I'll, I'll I'll whisper it. I won't say it too loud. All right, he done okay. He done well. Couple of couple of outstanding saves, and you know, typical Adrian. He goes and shows off about it the following morning, like on his social media. Like that just winds me up. I'm sorry, I can't control it. I can't help it. Right, he just winds me up. Like he's so not humble. Like comparing to. Our, <laughs> No, it's actually two really good saves. It is actually two really good yeah. saves as well, and it's not even like a standard one. But no, what I mean is, you're right, Chris. If you just went quiet and not mentioned it, you probably have more respect. Kelleher and, for it, yeah, yeah. Kelleher and Allison are just two of the nicest people you just want to chill with. If, if you wish you was their friend, kind of thing, 
this guy is like one of those ones that you just want to avoid always. Like if he was in his class or playground, like leave. Oh, it must be hard to be a goalkeeper. See, he'd be a for, I don't know. I get what he's saying and people are going to say, right, he's been a free agent his whole career. But I just imagine you've got to have some sort of mentality to, to be in a, a person who's, let's be honest, yeah, I get year, that. the majority I get of people. That. So I don't know. I get what you're okay. saying, Chris, but I don't know if it's arrogance or it's just, he just likes to. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he's, he just, he's just a happy bloke, isn't he? Yeah, he's a happy. Possibly. Bloke. We've been yeah. to John Atterberg a couple of weeks ago, um, and he basically said, like, like, God, I was saying that it's hard to get someone who's going to be third choice and be happy. He knows his role within that squad, but he's got as much as people don't like him with the experience um, within Premier League football. Okay, he might not be might be as good as as Allison or what Keller's potential is going to go and be. But for camaraderie and having that little team unity of goalkeepers with inside training every weekend to have someone that's happy because most third choice goalkeepers were just like, why why am I not playing kick up a fuss? We've got someone that's going to be happy and keep morale up within the goalkeeper unity. Then it's that that side of it isn't isn't a bad thing to have. But whereas when he's playing, okay, I think we all had our doubts yesterday, but he made two cracking saves and actually Nico Williams probably made an even better one with his face. Um, he just made it safe so he comes in he's, he's done his job you know Alison Alison got his rest Keller okay did, couldn't couldn't play come in done it like everybody else that you mentioned before did the job clean sheet fine you know he should be happy yeah he should be I'm just being a grumpy old man Red Steve you're probably right I probably did ask him ask him to the problems in my younger days probably and I'm still holding a grudge probably but look um, the two incidents. So we we spoke. We touched upon sort of Nico's assist, but the ball was actually played by Tyler Morton, right, Ross? Who who impressed yeah. me? Who actually yeah. impressed me in in my pre match show um, over on my channel? Um, I spoke about I'm looking forward to him because seeing him playing because he was one of the pretty much dead on certs out of the youngsters that was going to play because of the lack of central midfielders we had. And a lot was said about him and a lot has, said, has been said afterwards. And the more you heard Pep talk about him, Pep Linders, in the press conference, you, you, you keep an extra eye, don't you? When someone like Pep Linders talks about football, you, A, you listen, right? You're absolutely engrossed in what he says. And then secondly, you do actually keep an eye on that player that he's referring to, talking about. And he spoke about his calmness and his maturity and how he was prompt and how he, in training and in preseason, he's been prompting seniors like around him not overruled I saw that a lot yesterday it wasn't outstanding I'm not going to suddenly start talking about you know our, our version of Busquets but he was I saw a lot in his game that I was really sort of impressed with at that age yeah, yeah and it's, it's difficult as well because I think that's one position that we talk about squad depth that we kind of lack depth in is that number six area obviously we've got Fabinho but when he doesn't play it's noticeable you know, well, Jordan Anderson does, does a good job and he's, he's improved a lot in there. But I think Atletico, you can kind of see Fabinho would have been loads better. I think Tyler Morton, did he come on in the second half against Norwich? He did, yeah. In the AFL Cup and he stood out in that game, as well. he stood out in that fixture as well. But, you know, his calmness, his composure, his positioning, more so than anything, and the confidence, because that ball to Nico Williams, as good as the we're praising Nico Williams for the assist, A, you think his run's exceptional as well on what, what Trent would do. And you have to give him credit for that. But to pick out the ball against the championship opposition, where the pressure's on him, you know, you're playing for Liverpool, you're expected to get through to the next round of the cup, and he's just taking it within, within his stride, playing with the likes of Curtis Jones, who he will see Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, and go, okay, there's there's a pathway for me here. If I work hard enough and I prove myself, 
there's a chance he can do that. But also he's in training with the best. You know, he's going to training with the likes of Jordan Henderson, Kirby and, and, and Fabinho. So he's going to learn his game. He backs himself. That's one of the things I quite like about Curtis Jones. He backs himself. He's got the, he's got the confidence. Like I think he knows now that he's worthy of a of a first team place or in the first team squad at Liverpool Football Club. Tyler Morton's just at a different stage of that, I think. But he needs to play these games, as I said before, in the EFL Cup or you know substitute appearances here and there to get him there. So hopefully, if we get into the you know the we beat Atletico next week and we've got two relatively not not easy games or dead rubber games in the Champions League because we should be more or less through. You start building blocks for these players and go, actually, you can come on an away trip and you can play half an hour because you're building these experiences and all these nerves that you will have will go behind you. And you'll be the more that you play, the more the more ready that you'll be. It's true. Kev, Kev, Kev um, asked the question what the future holds for him, Conroy. And I totally get what Ross is saying about in terms of, can you imagine how much, how much you will learn playing with the best the likes of Fabinho, Henderson, Milner, Thiago. I mean, you can't get a better collection of central midfielders probably, you know, all around Europe. And he will have seen um, Curtis Jones develop, as he says, as well, training with, with, the, with the likes of all the players mentioned and not being sent out on loan. But then you look at the experience Harvey Elliott picked up and that one, one season loan. So in my opinion, I think he's at that age where he needs alone not now I mean sort of assess it next summer but it's got to be such a crucial loan like such a crucial club just like Harvey Elliott's was really handpicked in terms of the style because you don't want to curb this natural people are talking about his natural football brain and ability and you saw that in abundance I did anyway uh, because I'm a real football man don't know about you Conroy (laughs) but I, 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 I saw him like a like an eighteen year old, nineteen year old, right? But like physically, an eighteen year old, nineteen year old. But I saw the brain and maturity of a far more experienced player. So, a would you send him out on loan next season, or would you still keep him and keep him learning with within the first team squad? And b would if you do send him on loan, would you say that the type of club and the coach is imperative? Yeah, I agree, guys. I, 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 the reason I'm saying that is I think the the Elliot loan. Um, showed you I think we looked at Blackburn as well that was a, a good club I think um, if I remember uh, rightly he was playing with Bradley Dack and I think it was Adam Armstrong I might be wrong there I think it was Adam Armstrong at Blackburn uh, but I know it was definitely Bradley Dack and there was a good relationship there and the style of play it allowed him to develop that maturity I completely agree off the top of your head guys what type of club do you think Morton would uh, suit in, in the championship right now and it's easy so say if I'm thinking he's a tidy player wants to, a, a team who's maybe playing out from the back or plays possession you may look at a Bournemouth example but Bournemouth have already basically got a very strong team in midfield so you may be looking a bit lower down the leagues I, I, primarily a possession plays team would really suit him because I know a lot of people are saying about his physical attributes now but there is obviously you have to be slightly strong for certain areas but if you if your brain's got it I mean there's numerous midfielders who've showed you that their brain's ahead of anybody who's like you know built like a, a brick shit house they can just work it around and there's lots of examples there at the moment so I think it would be vital off the top of my head I'm thinking maybe a team like a Swansea would maybe be a good move like with the kind of philosophy they uphold the, the, the possession wise there's probably a few others as well but off the top of my head Fulham I think Fulham's another good shout as well yeah Fulham's I a good shout Fulham, Fulham West Brom depending on whether they get promoted or not but I think the other team that we really got I'm not sure he'd actually get in them 
is Brentford. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's, but I don't, I don't think I think that's a bit too much for him. Too yeah, soon, it's too, it's too, too, it's too much. They're, too they're, they're a good side, but in terms of like you know, like, like you're saying there, the, the style of play, I think that's that's someone you know, possession based team where I think you you get the most out of him. Sorry. Sorry, Red Steve's comment, that's brilliant. I don't know if you guys get that. It says, send Morton to Greenock just for shits and giggles because it's called Greenock, Greenock Morton. <laughs> the oh, place is, is called that. Okay. That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Paulie, Paulie Walnuts here says, um, Blackpool, go play for Critchley. That it's would kind of make sense because, yeah, Critchley would know all about him. Mm. Probably. Yeah, he'd definitely know about him. Not Maybe not all about him, but he would definitely know about him. Because he wasn't, would he be under? I don't know. But yeah, that would make sense. Um, a lot of people mentioned sort of Blackburn. Haven't we sent out? Who's who's that loan to Blackburn? It was it was Harvey Elliott last season. Isn't there a player, someone in the chat? Let me know. I'm sure there's someone out on loan to Blackburn or someone that was linked or, or one of our ex-players or something. But again, Tony Mowbray, look how he developed Harvey Elliott for us. Maybe that's a shout as well. He's but, done yeah. that in Scotland as well, Grizz. He's got a, not to jump on the Scottish thing again, but he um, we, even what he's done at Hibernian and stuff like that. He, he's he's numerously done that in his career. Uh, Brian Clarkson, yeah, Brian Clarkson. But yeah, Mowbray's yeah. got a, a track record of doing that. To be fair, he's he's always he's brought youth products or maybe on the fringe, uh, getting first team players really developed them. So fair play to Mowbray. He's, he's done that quite a few times. Kev reminds reminds us we've got Williams at Swansea as well. So. Um, we've got we've got quite a good relationship, haven't we, with a few clubs in the championship where they've done well for our for our youngsters mm. and whatever. So that's one to keep an eye on. Yeah, I just thought he was he was nice. He was um, I thought he was a nice performance. I thought he was an overall, and I thought he showed maturity. Um, any worries and any any issues that you saw, like sort of in terms of players that you thought mm, I, this I was their chance? It's difficult because it's difficult. Only because when a team is so mixed, and I know we play the same style of football, and we always play the same way, but I think it's hard to judge players. Like Ox was the first one that came to mind when you said something then, but I think it's really difficult when you when when he's mixed with these players and players he doesn't play with, but also he's had opportunities where he's played with the first team and he, he comes on. And it was a pre-season game, and he, he was an absolute animal. I thought, okay, sound, he's back, and then he just goes up as he dips and he's not consistent, and then he'll play a forty-five minutes. He came on against Manchester United, and he was brilliant. And then yesterday, he showed glimpses of, of being brilliant, but also glimpses of not being able to pass the ball five yards. And I, I can't, I don't know whether it's frustration at him or for him at this point. And do you think he feels more that he needs to do it when it's the younger, like he needs to have that standout moment? Yeah, possibly. possibly. Yeah, and he's probably putting too much pressure on himself because he made that pass yeah. to, to Simicast and he was, he was clearly pissed off with himself because he, he's he's better, he's better than that. And you know whether he's trying too hard, I think I think you're probably right. Yeah, and he's probably putting too much pressure on himself. I could, I could see him playing and being good and sorry guys I could see him actually playing on Saturday and starting and playing great like because that's what he seems to do at the moment it's strange Ox he's an enigma it is it's true it's, it's you know Russ and Kev are saying that it's it's it's, it's very very um, it's very difficult to judge judge players when it's so disjointed and everything and I thought it was I know we haven't mentioned Harvey Harvey Blair is it Harvey Blair mm-hmm. okay yeah it's a bit confusing Harvey Elliott. Blair. I mean, that was a bit of a shock uh, that he started. Um, no one saw that one coming. He's only recently come back from injury. I thought it was a bit. I thought it was a bit unfair of Klopp to put him in at the deep end. I don't know what you guys thought. Um, but I don't think that. I don't think that was the plan, though, was it? Because it would have been Kate Gordon. It would have been hundred percent. Would have been Kate Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, but you know. I just. You know what? I, there was something about sort of. I thought Mane may get a few 
minutes or a half because of the fact that he didn't play against uh, uh, United. But yeah, look, at the end of the day, none of our big guns, I think, like a lot of our big guns didn't travel. Like, you know, yeah. so how perfect was that? Feet up. So that means they've had like the whole of uh, Sunday afternoon off, right? Uh, then they've had the whole of this week off. What a perfect time to go and play Brighton, right? Sunday, 3 p.m. kickoff. Um, and you know what? It's it's someone was telling me earlier that it's it's all three title contenders, as I see it, are kicking off at the same time on Sunday. So Man City, who are home to Palace. Yes, Palace, yeah. Chelsea are away to Newcastle. Fuck's sake. They played Norwich last week, and if you could pick a, handpick another team, it would yes. be Newcastle. So they've Chelsea, got Newcastle. Chelsea won that. Yeah, oh yeah, handsomely. And then you got us at home to Brighton. Now, I know we spoke about last season and everything, but Brighton's one of those teams that, even though last season was the state we were in, they've got quite an awkward record against us in terms of what I mean. What I mean by that is they make it awkward for us, even though we've won. Um, a couple of our victories have been just by the solitary goal and and things like that. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be very honest. I think it's going to be an awkward game. It will be far tougher than Man United. And you, you couldn't Absolutely. make that up, right? So we yeah, were talking be. about, we're going to Old Trafford. That's going to be a doddle, right? And then we've got Brighton and that's going to be tougher. But 2021 people, you know what I mean? They're in the dumps. That's their level. You know what I mean? Bright enough. <laughs> bright enough fifth. I love this coach. I've got a lot of time for Graham Potter. Um, they're probably my favourite second team. Um, are you expecting an awkward game, Conroy, or what's your what's your hopes and aspirations going in? I mean, we know our aspirations. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely spot on though, Grizz, because even as far as I remember, Potter was in charge. Comments can correct me if I'm wrong. When was it when Alisson got sent off? Or was that maybe the Hutton before him? But even in the previous games, even last season when they won, it's always a, a tough game. Even Tactically, I think Potter does adapt against us. He'll still try to play football, but he it's a bit like, you know, uh, uh, Thomas Frank with Brentford. Like, he'll try and adapt because he's not just going to play into our hands because that would be like suicide, but some some teams have done that in the past. Um, what, what, what Man United probably done? That's the best example of that. But um, I think, I do think that he'll kind of tweak it. And the, the, the best thing about Brighton, the way they play is he has got some very big lads to become very good with their feet, to be honest, and playing a free that protects them if maybe they're not all great with their feet. But like, so Webster's quite good with his feet. Um, Dan Byrne, very impressed with Dan Byrne, did not think he had that football in ability. So fair play to the guy. And people like Shane He's Duffy, actually out. He's, he's, actually he's out, out, yeah. But, but he, he's, so for example, they can play, but then if he wants to be difficult and kind of play a, a mid or a low block, he can do that as well. And you can't look at it the same as he just sits in. They definitely adapt for different teams. And that's what I like about Brighton. And I think last year, in fairness to them, when they came and they won, their game plan paid off like massively. It was exactly what they planned for. So I do think it'll be awkward, but obviously, Grizz, we've got the team back now. We're flying. Um, I do think we'll have to be patient. I know some of the comments said if we score early, completely agree. I think these games absolutely change if you score early. But yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't get over ran. I said this before, I said they wouldn't win five 0 against Watford and one five 0 So I'm not gonna say that, but I do think we'll probably have to be a bit more patient 
because I think tactically they're going to be much better to stop us. But I think we'll have enough. Just one of those patient games. I can't. We might not fly and score three goals, four goals in the first half again. That might not happen. But it might. It might. You never know. But I think it'll be a bit more of a kind of be patient with the ball, break them open, get our goal, and then we can just control it from there out. There out. Yeah, Ross, you were a fan of Potter. Um, and secondly, like sort of, uh, Conroy talks about not getting out of the blocks and sort of maybe being have to having to be patient. But the good memories I have of playing Brian is when we, when we know that they're going to play football and we know we're the best pressing machine around. And do you remember at Brighton, we went like sort of, we scored, Nabi scored after like two minutes or something, one minute after the first yeah. press. And even watching Man City last week, even though the second half was bloody good and they could have got much more than just a solitary goal they got, we saw Man City like literally kill the game before half time. Do you expecting a fast start carrying on from the demolition job at Old Trafford, or do you think it's going to have to be a, a patient job because they're so tactically good? Like they haven't got the players that you sort of sp- that spring to mind straight away and you think, oh, he's brilliant, he's brilliant, wow, he's world class. But as a unit, as a collective unit, and, and in terms of someone mentioned earlier, their pressing will be absolutely completely different to the shambles that was Man United's, right? Yeah, I've got a lot of respect for them, to be honest, and, and particularly Graham Potter. I don't think someone that it's, I don't think he's been taken seriously by a lot of people, including myself previously, because he just looks, looks like a very, looks like a very, Beige man, I think I want to describe them as, but you know, you got, I can't nothing but have respect for the way they are. But I quite, I quite like the fact that the fifth, because I think that makes us, we have to be last complacent. It's not bright enough, the 17th. Let's rock up three o'clock, three points. It's in the bag. It won't be like that at all. They've only conceded nine goals. So obviously their issue has been going forward. They've already scored nine goals. Um, but I think that our fans should take that into account as well. But it won't, it won't be a piece of piss. You know, there's a reason why the, the, the fifth in the table, I think they had a good finish towards the end of last season as well. You obviously had a lot of injuries like most other people. I remember the days where we played we played three at the back with Genie in there and we went we went and beat them. You know, they were they were some of the days, but they're not like yeah, that anymore. So I think you, you have to take that you have to take Brighton into account and have respect for. And obviously they've missed Basuma for a few weeks. He obviously played last night in in his game, it makes a big difference because it was someone that we were we were chasing in, in the summer who we've all worried about it in in our side. Um, Lamberty as well, you know, they get integrating youth into that side. I, I quite like them. It's mad, like, isn't the it? The, the two yeah. best players are likely to come back. Just yeah, for yeah. This, this the, game the, is mad. But in terms of the way that the game's going, I could, I could easily agree with Conroy and just go like, I, I think I put it two 0 on, on our on our on our build up show today because I just take it two 0 because I don't think yeah smashing them four five nil is it is achievable, but it, but it, but it's also not because they're well organised, they're well drilled, they're complete opposite to Man United. You've got players that are built into a system that play to a system and are all on the same page, which, funnily enough, makes a massive difference in games of football. But also, because you, you mentioned Sadio Mane before and him having not played, I think in the in the best possible way, I think he will be annoyed, and I think he'll be pumped up and wanting to prove oh, a point because he didn't yeah. play against Manchester United, because he didn't play on Wednesday, because he's seen Bobby score goals, because he's seen Jota score goals, because obviously Mo's the main man at the minute. Healthy competitiveness is one of the best things about this football club at the minute, and for all the moaning about squad depth and, and, and what we've had we're using our squad and we're giving the players like Manny a rest because we can I know I mentioned last season just play three times a week because there's nobody else because Jota's injured well actually no we're going to use you give you a rest as and when you need it I don't care what game it is and you'll come back I think you'll play play Brighton and he'll be pumped up for it and I think he, you know he's going to be one of those people one of those games where 
I think he might grab the game while he's scuffed the net because we haven't seen that from him for for such a long time. It's true because because um, a couple of my mates were lucky enough to to get to Old Trafford um, on Sunday and sneak in. Well, not sneak in. They paid for it. <laughs> Why would they sneak in? Um, That's but, my United fans when there's a, when there's a, when there's a, when there's a riot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but he says he says the only disappointment. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. For the for, from the whole event and day and everything was was Sadio Mane didn't celebrate or come to the crowd or anything like he was one of the guys he was the only one that just went straight down the tunnel and look you know Sadio as as Ross says there'll be f- plenty of frustration built in the fact that they're so competitive with each other it's absolutely brilliant <clears throat> brilliant for us um and yeah it's we're going to this game with with it's fair to say quite a healthy looking squad um, I think it's you know normally we say um, normally we have a, a quite a good understanding of sort of nine ten of the players. I, I think we've got a bit of a selection dilemma, people here. I don't know if we want to break it down together as opposed to sort of give our individuals thoughts on it. So I think it's fair to say um, we re- the Liverpool released pictures of players and and you've got sort of Twitter going mad and wild as it does right. So earlier in the week, um, Pep said that Fabinho is likely to be back, um, and Thiago may join in training later. And Naby was touch and go because of the bruising. Well, unless unless he was lying or what, he threw a total curveball because Fabinho was the one that wasn't in training. Thiago and Naby were fully took part, I believe, in full training, not even just the rondos. So that gives us plenty of options in midfield, right, people? Uh, because we've still got Jones. We've still got the returning Hendo. Milner's out. So I think... Ox. I think You've got Ox, yeah. Ox, Ox yeah. I mean, yeah, look, I was frustrated with Ox, but he did show signs of life. Like, I prefer... No, but do you get what I mean? Like, with Ox... Like, I know what you mean. When, you know what I mean? Like Ox at his best when he shows signs of life. Like he's at his worst when he's just, you know, like playing at like 50% pace, it seems. But when he's like trying things, I, I don't mind if they don't work because I know he's trying it. Um, I think the biggest dilemma I've got in my head is, is well, one of the biggest dilemmas, there's quite a few. The centre-back situation. I didn't expect Matip to start against Preston, lads. I don't know about you guys. I thought that was a bit of a surprise inclusion what does that say for 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 saturday lunchtime does Kanate keep his position conroy or do you think it's you'd think know. so you'd think so but he's done this before uh, and then i've been like well, like we're certain that matt it wouldn't play against preston i wouldn't be shocked if he played against brighton uh, however especially with being at home i do think it's maybe an indication that Kanate will play is maybe a reward of how well he played against United to keep his spot. But who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Matip, but I would go for Kanate this time. That's just a, a signal that with Matip and Gomez playing last night, Kanate 
will start against Brighton. It must be very hard as well to smash United 5-0 and then lose your spot in the next Premier League game. As much as Klopp's good at you know adapting and rotating, which I think he will going forward, he can maybe easily say, right, Joel, I need you to play this game. It's a tough away game here. And I'm just going to let Kanati have the other game at the weekend. You take a rest and then we'll look to see if we can get you in the following week. So I think it will be Kanati. You know, Ross, he's got, will, he, will he have Atletico in midweek in mind? Or do you think that'll take care of itself? We just got to concentrate. I mean, I know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they do plan these things. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure they do. They, they, like say they, they say they don't, but they but they do. So it's not like yeah. that one game at a time media bullshit. But they obviously don't. And particularly when it comes to Joe Matic as well, because I think there was all a brief moment yesterday when he, he got substituted at half time, and we all thought he was injured because we've had a good run of Joe Matic so far this season. He's been brilliant, but obviously it was a pre-planned substitute, so that's fine. I agree with with, with Conroy. I think you go Canate Van Dyke for Brighton, and I think you go Van Dyke and Van Dyke, eh, Van Dyke, Van Dyke, Van Dyke and Matic for Atletico. I'd love that, Ross. If we could do two Van Dykes, <laughs> that would be amazing, mate. Right? He's got a Madden two sword. Just bring it with him. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah I, can I take Van Dyke on on Saturday, and then Van Dyke Matic on on Wednesday against Atletico? I, I think I think that's what the score is. Because Possibly. I, I, I'd love to start Canate against Atletico, but I just think that level of, of experience that Joe Matip's got in European competitions outweighs Canate a little bit, and that's not a negative on Canate. That's just, you know, it's not it's not a must-win game, is it, against Atletico, but it, it would be lovely to win it. But it's beautiful, isn't it? Look how we're talking about centre-backs and options. It's fucking getting me a little excited and I'm so calm. Yeah. Like, last, so last, many... last season, the choice was one player, that was Nat Phillips. Me or you? Years. Last yeah, exactly, season was yeah. me and you, like yeah. at some stage. But it's when um, Klopp does that thing when it's like he's on the plane and he's, he's like saying all the different names. It's like when Klopp's oh, come yeah, back yeah. to the care and staff yeah, to find yeah. the centre back. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's true. Um, Big Six Bands, thanks for the super chat. He says, "Does does Ox start on Saturday for you guys?" So yeah, this is where it gets a bit tricky in midfield, guys. Um, yes, yeah, so I think we all agree that Konate will start at the back, and then Henderson for sure starts. At the at the DM, and then who do who who which two go alongside him? Is there is there someone nailed on that you say all right? You nail him on because he's not because I genuinely don't think there is lads. Feel free well, to jump think, in. You think Henderson will start? I think Henderson definitely yeah. starts. Yeah, yeah, because Fabinho missed today training, and we know that Klopp wants two days of training at least two yeah. two sessions. So even I if think he joins Jones, in tomorrow, I think Jones and Henderson definitely, and it's the third. Um, position I'm unsure of because I don't know Tiago having one day today is that enough maybe today and tomorrow for a start possibly does he want to take a chance with Keita but then Ox uh, I don't know I, I, I'm going to I might say Tiago I think Tiago I think he, he might be Tiago Ross uh, well I, I would go Hendo Tiago Keita but I don't think he will that's just me living up my fantasy um I think it. That could work as well, mate. Yeah, I I think it would likely be Hendo, Ox, and Jones, just because I think they're the three fittest. Navi, do you want to take a risk on him? Does he start again one eye on Wednesday against Atletico? Can you bring Thiago in during that game? But also, what I'm thinking, Thiago, if Brighton are going to be that side, they're going to be tough to break down, and are going to be you know defensively resolute. Do you need someone who's got that that key pass? But obviously, Ox has got the. The ability to sprint and run at these teams and have a crack from 20, 25 yards. You know, we've, we've, depends how you want to play it. And these players don't have to play the full 90 minutes as well. We need to remember as well, you know, I could easily see Thiago coming off a half an hour, 
to, to towards the end of the game if it needs to be to kind of build him up for these games. I, I agree with Conroy. I think seeing him back in training caught us all by surprise because the club has gone like, oh, we won't put a limit on it. And then obviously Pep said maybe maybe after the international break, maybe, maybe West Ham and he's there in training today. But his injury record that he's had has, has not been great. It's been quite frustrating, actually, to be honest. I don't want to, I wouldn't want to rush him back for a game against Brighton where I think we've got other midfielders that are capable of winning, playing that game, winning the game for us when we've got Atletico and West and West Ham as well. I think we'll be a tough, he's a tough opponent oh, as yeah. well. Let's not forget that. You know. Do you know what, lads? I've just thought of a, a little subplot as well. You know, with regards to Naby, whether he plays tomorrow, right? <clears throat> and then against Atletico where he was brought off at half time. You know, you talk about players' confidence and sort of the psyche going into that. Do you think, do you think Conroy Klopp will be sort of resting him and giving him another chance against Atletico to show that he can play? Like he can play in that level. He was fine. It was just, just for that game. I needed to switch it. There is a little bit of a subplot. No, yeah. I, I no, just no. that now. Possibly, Grizz. I think the Man United performance allows you to think like that because if it's just the Atletico one and then Atletico the following week and Kate has not done anything since, I don't think it's happening. But I think because his confidence is really high there now, potentially you could look at that. Obviously at Anfield, the crowds there, it's going to be a different type of game to the to away game. And I do give Atletico a lot of credit though. I think they're very good and very hard opponents. Um, but potentially I could see that. I actually think for this game, problem siding with what Ross has said, I'm, I was kind of on the fence between Ox and Thiago, but after Ross saying that and Thiago's previous record, I probably would change that to Ox. And it, it may be a case you put Ox in and if it doesn't work out, you've got the bench there to, to see what can happen. But I'd say probably Atletico would suit Keita as well more than Brighton. He could play both, but I think you might just save him for Atletico. See, the, Thi- so the Thiago one is growing on me. The reason for that is the opposition. So Brighton are a very much a footballing team. They don't really have any, well, saying that we've just found out, or I think Ross told us beforehand that Basuma did actually play half an hour. Nice little warm up for us. Um, Basuma being absent from their team has coincided with their rough patch. So they were the winless in four. Basuma's missed their last four. So, you know, he comes back. Uh, Tarek Lamptey will come back for them, but Dan Burns is missing. So, um, I just thought Thiago in this kind of uh, against this kind of team may be a good fit, but uh, like someone said in the uh, in the chat earlier, sorry I can't find it now. Where it's literally at that stage where whoever he picks, I'm absolutely absolutely happy with. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like proven track record, lads. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. The bench throws... will be strong as well, Chris. The bench will be strong either way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If if needs be, if, if needs changing. So, look, um, sorry, Big Six Bands, I don't think we've answered your question after all that. <laughs> We're still unsure. But, I've changed. Um, Ross has changed. I think he will start now. Ross has okay, so you've got, two, you've got two out of three saying he starts. I don't think he will start. So, make of that what you will. Um, Chris, do, you think he, do you think he plays Atletico? Tiago. No, I think, no, I think, I think, no, I don't think Ox starts. Do you think he plays West Ham? Ross, no. I think he might feature in both of those games. Like, I think he'll uh, feature. I genuinely yeah. think. I genuinely think he's probably sixth choice now. Yeah, he's done but quite well off the bench recently as well. Yeah, in terms of fitness levels, I think he plays. But I also don't think I don't think he plays Atletico. I don't think he plays West Ham. So you play yeah. him now. So and that's why you play him. Give, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give, give him seventy, well. eighty minutes. Bring your fucking bollocks yeah. off. Take take yeah. a week off. 
It's surprised oh. me how good he's been off the bench because I, you know, he used to be like he'd come on and have a shot, but he's actually Atletico and United. He was, I thought he was quite controlled against Atletico. He tried to kind of make a bit of impact in the midfield. He get did. He did. Against. He's quite yeah, good yeah. actually. He did. He did. But a lot of people are saying it's most likely Fabinho's back, probably, probably for Atletico as well. So it just puts Ox down the list. And you're right in terms of fitness and ready. He's probably your best bet right now to give him a sh- to give him a game tomorrow. I just not. I just, I just don't know if he's. Ox hat trick incoming, by the way, lads. Ox hat trick <laughs> incoming. <laughs> Say what, Corey? You put a bet on that, mate. Let's oh, well, right. Yeah, probably come through. <laughs> yeah. Probably come through. Um, I said we're not winning five. Not Watford. Literally, uh, literally five. No, <laughs> honestly, mental. You did as well. Yeah. Um, the up front's where it gets juicy, right? So we know Salah's a dead on cert, right? I literally can't work out, could tell you. I know Mane's everyone's. Um, yeah, I think Mane starts. Yeah. All right. I've convinced myself Mane and Salah definitely start. Um, otherwise, Mane will be proper angry. Ooh, we don't want to, we don't want too much of an angry Mane. Uh, but then it's Bobby and Jota is, is, is a toss of a coin, like stylistically different. Um, you look at the opposition, different. Then you look at, Atletico, what are we likely to do against Atletico? I've got a feeling Jota starts instead of Mane against Atletico because Mane's been a bit, a bit, bit, bit poor against them the last couple of times. Um, and Jota, you know, Jota just his performance against Man United was scintillating, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. Over to you guys about this one. I think that's a bit of a tricky one, Jota or Bobby, for this one. Oh, you, you play all four of them. You play Hendo, Curtis, Jones, and play the play the back four, and just get get the game done. You go six and for half time, and then put a Rigi on. <laughs> no. Yeah, but um, I would do. You know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule that out if we had Hendo and Fabinho. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Um, because also you're risking injuring one of one, one of them. You don't need to. Yeah, I personally, I'd, personally, <laughs> I'd, I'd, play, I'd play Bobby. I think Bobby's playing some of his best football than he has done in eighteen months, possibly a little longer. For the reasons that we said last time, you know, he he's getting opportunities to get a rest. He's playing with his mates again. You know, that you know, you're not dropping Salah. He's got a bit of competitiveness in, in, in Jota. If he doesn't play great, then he's gonna get subbed off. But mm. obviously Jota can play Jota can play anywhere across that front three. So he's he's getting the ability to do it. So for me, I'd I'd play Bobby, but I'd have absolutely no problem with Jota. Yeah, it's it's one of those um it's one of those calls, isn't it, Ross? Because um if you look at last week, um the way Brighton defended against Man City, who played with a false nine as well, right? And they didn't they didn't have a sort of striker who runs in behind and then their three centre backs were sort of didn't know what they what to do. Do you know what I mean? It's like you confuse them with a with a with a Bobby style as opposed to a Jota style. I don't know, I'm torn. Um are you gonna go different from Ross or no, I gonna... think I think Ross is just exactly that what I was gonna say there if Bobby's just like Jota's signing right now when we've got the full team back has just made Bobby f- just look so free. He's forgetting about the many goals he needs to score. He's just in fantastic form right now. I think it kind of works out well, guys. I think you put Bobby in, you have Manny and you have Salah. And in Jota, to be fair, right, I actually think Jota's quite a team player in the sense of every time someone else scores, he's, he's very much like part of that squad. And I feel like you can easily say, well, you're starting against Atletico because I think you touched on it previously. Trippier... Manny didn't play well against Trippier. I thought he'd, he'd done quite well against him, Trippier, to, to stop him getting close to him, getting around him, getting any build-up. And I feel like Klopp will want to use Jota on that left-hand side 
uh, with Firmino and Salah against Atletico. So I think it will be the original front three at the weekend. Interesting. Um, taking that into consideration, I'm going to get your um, your sort of opinion on, on predictions so you can start closing the show as well at the end. Uh, he says, I mean, Avril Third says it's true. Potter is a bit of a wizard with his tactics. Um, you know, another another wise, wise crack in there. I don't know if you guys pick that one up. Uh, but yeah, it's true. Um, he will make it awkward, but taking into consideration how we've built up our team, What's your prediction then, Conroy? You've got a pretty shit track record. It's about time. Yeah, no, mate, honestly. Listen, it's pretty good though because every time I say it, it's like we win. (laughs) Handsomely. Um, Against Atletico, I said it'll be low scoring, 3-2. We'll win 2-0 at Watford, 5-0. What was the Man United one again? I can't remember. I think to be for the Man, you get away with the Man United one because that was so surreal. It's like no one's guessing that. But this one... I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I actually think we will keep a clean sheet, but I think it will be two 0 I think it will be one of those games, possibly three 0 But I'll go, I'll go with two 0 I, I do respect Brighton, and I think the way they, they play. I mean, even, even can look at the City game. They actually still performed quite well. They did in the second half. So it's not a case. I know a few people are saying they think they'll collapse. I don't think they're the type of team to collapse. I feel like they'll still keep playing their game. So for me, we need to just control it after we get the lead. So two 0 for me. Coolio Ross. Top yeah, left. exactly the same. 2-0. 2-0 oh, not, oh, not, not a thrashing. Yeah. No, 2-0 was a bit... No, exactly the same as Conor. I just said, I think I think I respect them, but also you have to take into account that Mo Salah is going to score a goal. So that's 1-0. That's I a just, given, mate. That's, that's yeah, already the start. It's 1-0 already. I just had a pack with the lads and I'm probably... <laughs> not, I, 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 is that goal start? Well, we've got Salah yeah. in your team. It's a goal yeah. star, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know? Salah and Manny to, to, to score the goals. But, I, I, you know, as we've all said, I don't think it'll be an easy game. I think they'll frustrate us a little bit. I think it's up to us to be to be patient. You know, you can't play Manchester United every week, so just just <laughs> just, just 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 take it take it as it comes. Be patient, wear them down, mentally bully them. I think obviously they, we've got the advantage of having the home crowd this season. They might be buoyed by beating us last season, but obviously the other advantage of there was no atmosphere, there was there was no nothing. Whereas this season, we can use that to our advantage and get on top of them. Which you know, three o'clock games are a bit difficult to kind of get up for sometimes. But as I said before, Brighton a fifth, respect them. Put them to the sword, do your business, get your three points, okay. make sure at five o'clock, you know, you've got your three points and whatever happen, else happens, happens. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely spot on, Ross. It's, it's, it's one of those rare occasions where, as I said, all three teams are p- kicking off at the same time and, and sort of the crowd may get anxious if we hear results going the other way. If, why are we talking like this in game week eight? It's fucking mad, isn't it? This is this is insane. Like This could probably go all, all season like this, but it's true. We, we're we going to have to be wary of their results. Obviously, not when, whilst we're playing, but sort of from a fan's point of view, you keep them, not the players and the coaches, obviously, but as fans, you know, especially the ones in the ground, I think it'll be a big bearing on how the game goes. Because, yeah, Saturday 3 p.m. can be not the best atmosphere, let's say, but um, I think we owe them one. I, I genuinely do, lads. Like, last season would have hurt. You know, I'm, I know Klopp's, Klopp's got a you know short memory. He would have, uh, I, I, you know, uh, but I think this one would he would have remembered because from what I remember of the game, lads, they did really outplay us. Um, in, yeah, in Salah large. has a chance in like the first two minutes, and I think the rest of the game, Brighton just they the really outplay us. Yeah. Into it, yeah, and Klopp doesn't forget things like that. Um, I think he will he will be really eager to get. a quick start and yeah with the lads refreshed and, and rested well I think I think we should go into it roaring and 
but I'm going to be boring, man. I'm going to go three. I'm going to go two nil as well, lads. Is it? I've all gone for two nil, all three of us. Yeah, yeah. I just oh, can't I'm, see us winning three nil. That's why I'm saying three nil. I just, I think it's like, <laughs> it's a away game, is it? We won't score three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, oh, easy. yesterday. Do you want? Do you know when Nico, Nico Williams, Williams was? Yeah. I thought, come on, keep this record going, Nico. Just square it, like tapping for tacky. Um, fuck it, I'm going three nil. So used to. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going through now. Um, yeah, and I think the other two will win as well. And I think after these next set of couple of games, like after after next week as well, then we go into Atletico and then West Ham's going to be tricky. I think I think we'll see a big gap or fairly big gap between us three and the rest uh, of the trash like United, etc. So I think it's a pivotal couple of weeks, lads. Um, but thank you very much for for joining me. I enjoyed that time fucking flew as as, as usually it does, um, Ross. Stick with us, man. Don't go on any extended holidays again. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for coming on, pal. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Not a problem. And um, I can't, I can't praise you enough, Conroy. Today, absolutely zero mistakes. I'm trying to pile Not on finish, pressure. Me. So Not I was just going to say, I'm Not trying to pile on. I'm trying to pile on as much pressure as I can, so the outro is as smooth oh, as the intro. Absolute train wreck, man. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, nice one, people in the chat. You've been wonderful as usual. Um, thank you for your kind comments. Um, don't forget to go check out EliteMe.com for all your CBD needs. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, everything goes smoothly. We get three points and I'll see you next week on Carnage. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.